Hello, I'm Helen Cross and you're listening to the podcast Grow, Cook, Inspire, which brings you the news and the views from the world of food, gardening and farming. Plus, I dig deep to reveal some interesting and inspiring stories that really will make you head into the kitchen or head out into the garden to grow your own. Welcome back to Grow, Cook, Inspire. I really hope everybody is well. Things have been a little quiet on the airwaves. I have been at the Chelsea Flower Show as well as Schoon Garden Festival. The book is now almost three months old and I've just celebrated by having a really wonderful book launch here on the south side of Glasgow. But as I said, it's been well over two weeks since the curtain came down on the greatest flower show on earth. And if the Chelsea Blues were an actual thing, then I have undoubtedly experienced a severe dose of this unique condition since returning from London. I have, however, returned home and I'm back to reality with a bang. So I thought for today's episode, I would bring you my reflections on the Chelsea Flower Show 2023 and also let you know about a few things that I have been working on that will be making its way to the airwaves very, very soon. Chelsea Flower Show 2023. It does seem like a distant memory now. The gardens have been dismantled, relocated and the dust has settled. Chelsea is undoubtedly one of the hottest tickets in town and it's pretty much the start of a summer long of shows. There are no shortage of celebrities and well-known faces making their mark on press day. Fabulous flowery ensembles are a must, which sees Main Avenue momentarily turned into a fashion catwalk for the week. There is never any shortage of glamour, neither is there any shortage of controversy. This year there was a war on weeds. People questioned whether there really was a need and a place for dandelions and nettles at Chelsea. And had our fascination and obsession with rewilding gone too far? Then, of course, there is always differences of opinion when it comes to judging. And this year, protesters made their mark too, although they were promptly hosed down. There is no denying there is a lot at stake at Chelsea. The eyes of the world's media are watching closely. It is, after all, showcasing the cream of the crop of horticultural talent. Careers are made and dreams are shattered after months of quite literally blood, sweat and tears. However, if you take a step back and look beyond the press calls and the Chelsea glamour, there are poignant stories being told and important messages communicated through the power of plants. Many of the gardens on show are in fact a unique platform for charities to reach out to new audiences, raise their profile and gain new followers and vital support. 
Some of these powerful stories which are being uncovered on the Chelsea stage are coming to light due to two unknown but exceptionally generous individuals who set up the charitable organisation Project Giving Back, something that I have covered in great detail over the last couple of years on the podcast. Over the course of three years from 2021, Project Giving Back will provide funding to allow 42 charities to have a garden at Chelsea. This prestigious platform will then in turn allow the charities to tell their story through a garden and the garden will then be relocated to live on benefiting the charity and those the charity support. It is a win-win scenario which is helping thousands of people across the UK and beyond. This year, 15 gardens were supported by Project Giving Back and now these gardens are en route to their forever homes. It's also provided an opportunity for new and inspiring garden designers to make their mark. Two of the designers, which really shone brightly at this year's show, included Harry Holding, who has been making headlines and is definitely one to watch for the future. He designed a garden for the charity School Food Matters. And Camelia Taylor, just around the corner, was the designer behind the Natural Affinity Garden for Aspens. Two relatively small charities, but both with an important story to tell. Harry's Garden won a Silver Gilt Award and was also awarded the People's Choice Award for the Sanctuary Gardens and All About Plants category. It has also already been relocated. Part of the garden is now in a school in Liverpool and part of it is growing on in a London school. The garden was an immersive, forageable, naturalistic landscape and it aimed to encourage children to explore nature and be inspired by a diverse range of edible, climate adapted plants along the way. For me personally, however, it was the direct quotes from the children involved in the planning of the garden that spoke volumes. These quotes were written on a really beautiful wall at the back and they were expressions of their views on food and climate change, something that is directly impacting their lives on a daily basis and will continue to do so. The underpinning message behind the garden was the fact that nutritious food, a healthy planet and access to nature are fundamental rights that every child should enjoy. And this is something which School Food Matters champions daily. Camellia's awe-inspiring garden, which was an oasis of calm and reflection with greens and purples and little dots of yellow, explored the seven senses, helping to raise awareness around the therapeutic value of nature. The garden is now being rebuilt by the outdoor room back in Kent, where Aspens is based in Tunbridge, Wales, and it's going to go on to play a significant role, providing an important space for those that the charity Aspens supports, which includes those who are autistic and those who have learning disabilities. Camellia actually has a background in psychology and works previously worked directly with autistic children. So she knows firsthand the power that plants can have on the mental and physical well-being of people, which she conveys in all of her design work, which really makes her work pretty unique. You can find out more about both gardens by listening to my Chelsea Preview podcast. Search for Grow, Cook, Inspire on whichever platform you listen to. And you can listen to both Harry and Camelia talk about their journey to Chelsea and their involvement with School Food Matters and Aspens.
there was definitely a sense that the tide is changing in the world of horticulture. There's a new wave of talent emerging. The environment is very much taking centre stage at shows such as Chelsea. And as custodians of the planet, this is only a good thing. We really have a responsibility. And what better way to highlight this responsibility is through something as grand and as prestigious as Chelsea. What's more, if gardens are going to live on beyond the showgrounds of Chelsea, then this will allow a little bit of the Chelsea magic to grow far and wide and will tide us over until the show curtain comes up on the next Chelsea in 2024. Preparations of which are already underway. Now, as well as the large show gardens, there were also other people making a big impact and just highlighting this sense of change. One of these people making their mark was a former footballer turned gardener, presenter and founder and creative director of Grow to Know. His name is Tatian Hayden-Smith and he returned to Chelsea after his debut last year. This year, however, he returned with the show's smallest ever garden, but with a big point to make. Tatian believes that access to green space is not a luxury, but a necessity, and that the power of nature needs to reach the many rather than the minority. His show garden this year, Closing the Green Gap, sought to illustrate the inequalities which exist when it comes to accessing beautiful, healing green spaces. A small but positively mighty and powerful message. I'll be speaking to Tatian later this week about the importance of green community spaces, so stay tuned. Also, David Austin Roses revealed their new rose named after Danny Clark, aka the Black Gardener. After 12 years of breeding Danahue, which is Clark's full forename, this beautiful repeat flowering apricot rose, which is full of character and will thrive in most conditions and attract pollinators was being unveiled at Chelsea this year and £10,000 from proceeds will be donated to Tatian's not-for-profit Grow to Know organisation which aims to empower diverse communities through the power of horticulture. Again I'll be exploring this in more detail with Tatian on the podcast very very soon. Now, talking of podcasts, although things have been a little quiet on the airwaves since Chelsea and the launch of my new book, did I mention I'd written a book? I am also working on something very exciting with the team at the RHS. While at Chelsea this year, I was honoured to be asked to host the Heroines of Horticulture stage in the Grand Pavilion. Over the course of the week, I interviewed over 20 inspiring women from the world of horticulture, exploring their journey into the sector, their career highlights, and also the challenges they have faced. Due to the success and the intrigue around these conversations, I am going to be delving a little bit deeper. Over the course of the next few weeks, I'll be bringing you a very special podcast series to see you through the summer months. It will be titled Heroines of Horticulture and I'll be revisiting some of the conversations I had at Chelsea and I'll be going a little bit further as we delve into the fascinating stories behind each of the individuals I have interviewed and I'll also be exploring the past and 
also looking at the women in the past who made a big difference but perhaps have had their voices hidden. So if you don't already subscribe to the podcast, please, please make sure you do today so you don't miss an episode. Just search for Grow, Cook, Inspire on whichever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Press subscribe, leave a review and for bonus points, as always, share with a friend. It really does make a huge difference. Until next time, please do keep growing and cooking. See you all soon. Bye.